Welcome to the show. I'm James. I'm David. I'm Riley. And today we are discussing Robocop, the 1990, no, 88 one, not the 2014 one. We will laugh. We'll argue. We might get a little too into it. But at the end of the day, they're just cyborg movies. Spoiler alert! A specific genre. Very specific. Next week, we're going to do Sonic the Hedgehog 2 (laughs) by popular demand. And look, we're sorry. We know that for two episodes in a row, we've been saying we're going to cover everything everywhere all at once. It turns out we're doing nothing, never, nowhere. I guess maybe it's not as big of a deal because you can't even see it in many theaters right now. So you guys probably haven't been able to see it. We will cover it. That's the one we're most excited to cover. Yes. And we're going to do it after Sonic. We have to do Sonic, though. Apparently, I'm against it. But today, we're we're doing RoboCop, baby. Let's go. <laughs> David, what do you give this movie out of 10? Uh, RoboCop hurts a little to watch in 22. <laughs> Not because it's bad. No, it's great. Uh, but because it is the world we live in, and it sucks. <laughs> 8.1 out of 10. 8.1? Yeah. Wow. I like this movie a lot. And right uh, it. I loved this movie when I was younger. It was one of my favorite movies in high school. Oh, yeah. uh, but the crazy world they lived in it's the world we live in now yeah, and it sucks the yeah. corpor- over corporatization of everything we even got the mechs walking <laughs> through <laughs> we, we got the co-ed change rooms <laughs> no. all right riley give this movie a rating out of 10 uh, i never saw this movie as a kid i just want to say that you had good parents so this is my first yeah i just had uh this is my first experience so here's my slogan this movie's prime directive is to titillate and it certainly <laughs> does that but it also conceals some interesting socio-political commentary in its mechanized thigh holster. <laughs> <laughs> Giving it a 6.5 out of 10. I had a good time, but uh, you know I can't pretend that it reaches as deeply as I feel like Paul Verhoeven would like to, maybe. But we'll get into that. You're going to up it. James? You're going to up it. I don't think so. You don't have to be dumb to like Robocop. You don't have to be smart either. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody likes it. High praise. <laughs> 30 years on, the movie still seems poignant and prescient, and frankly, it could have aged worse. Seven and a half yeah. out of ten. Yeah. yeah. This movie rules. It's awesome. It's pretty good. I mean, I feel like I I I it lacks a little bit of like emotional connection with the characters sometimes. 100%. It's it's more like a a long B movie skit that someone was like, oh, we're going to make the dumb movie in a weekend type of vibe sometimes, especially with like the handheld camera shots and stuff. I love those. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm not saying it's shitty, but it's just like it kind of gives off that like kind of cheap vibe sometimes. But then it has like some of the best practical effects ever. Yeah, the stop motion. So good. I was like, oh, that looks pretty good actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the part that I thought aged the worst actually. Oh. Well, the stop motion's a little bit rough because the contrast is off, but there's a few times with like the ED-209 that's like look perfect because there's a natural robot there. That's right. So sick. Man, they had a budget of 10 million. They knew where they were going over and they wanted to uh, make sure they got in some of those extra scenes like the media breaks and stuff like that. So what they did is they shot all that extra stuff and didn't shoot the death of Murray. (laughs) Murphy? Murphy. Yeah. They didn't shoot his death scene. They went back to the studio like, Ah, we need more money because we didn't do the biggest scene in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you bastards. So they they ended up spending $13 Sneaky, sneaky. Also, some shocking moments that I did not expect to be, like, shocked that much in a movie from the 80s. I don't know. I know. It's awesome. Let's talk about it after this message from our sponsor. Sizzle Popcorn. That's right. It's a new sponsor, baby. Take a snack break with Sizzle Popcorn when you're gaming, streaming, or watching your favorite shows and movies and podcasts like us. Eat the popcorn while watching it. They offer six delicious flavors, cheddar, ketchup, maple syrup, salt and vinegar, Mexican chili, and lightly salted. It's a healthier alternative to chips and chocolate, as long as you don't eat through two or three bags, which I always do. (laughs) They currently ship to US, Canada, and UK, so save 10% off your first order by using code LTT at sizzlepopcorn.com or by using the link in the description. 
We're also brought to you by who else? Manscaped, the best in below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family crotch. Include their, <laughs> including their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Its new wireless charging system removes the need to bring cables with you and is compatible with most Qi charging pads. The Lawnmower 4.0 includes ceramic blades with skin safe checks. Uh, tech so you can just go ham down there it's cordless <laughs> it's waterproof it gets 90 minutes of use on a full charge in case you got a ton of hair like my butt it's crazy head to manscape.com slash tgm20 get 20 percent off and free shipping today just go to town thanks to storyblocks for sponsoring today's video you ever need a quick clip for a video but you don't have the capacity to make yourself because it like needs helicopters or some crap storyblocks helps you bring your stories to life without sacrifice due to time budget or resource there's over a million royalty-free assets for you to choose from including 4k uhd footage and HD footage. That's HD without the U. They got Adobe templates. They got music. They got images and a wide array of diverse and inclusive content. There are subscriptions for every budget, so you can choose the plan that works for you. From the unlimited all-access plan that gives you unlimited video and audio downloads to enterprise licensing, so your entire dang company can get access to assets when you need them. We use Storyblocks.ltt, and we don't always have time to go out and shoot the perfect B-roll footage. You know, we only have so many people. Everyone's different. <laughs> Take your videos to the next level by checking out Storyblocks today at storyblocks.com slash carpool. That was an inside joke for Riley. Well, and for anyone who's seen the April Fool's video on LTT, that was my favorite part. <laughs> Everyone's different! All right, man, give us the synopsis of Robocop <laughs> from 1988. Yeah, in the near future for 1987, I guess, uh, seven. Is it? It's yeah. seven. Ah, sorry, guys. Uh, a private company called OCP is brought in to run a struggling Detroit police department, which has suffered many casualties at the hand of crime boss Clarence Boddicker. Butlicker? <laughs> is that? <laughs> Maybe. Saying. In order to clean the streets before they can start their plan to modernize the city, OCP decides to invest in the RoboCop program. When recently transferred cop Murphy is brutally murdered by Clarence and his gang, he is reborn as the superpowered cyborg RoboCop. Hey, Ro Robo. Hey, man. Hey, what's up, Robo? <laughs> RoboCop has crooks on the run in old Detroit, but when he has a dream about his past, he goes rogue. RoboCop descends on Clarence's operation, and Clarence tells him he works for Dick Jones, the second-in-command at OCP. RoboCop tries to confront Jones, but his fourth program directive won't allow him to arrest OCP executives. After a devastating battle, RoboCop is saved by his one-time partner, Lewis, and Dick Jones promises Clarence all the drugs and gambling territory in his new vision of the city in exchange for killing RoboCop. With Lewis's help, RoboCop repairs himself and, having reconciled with humanity, takes out Clarence and reveals Dick Jones' treachery to the OCP board. When Jones gets fired, RoboCop's fourth directive becomes obsolete, and he blasts him out the boardroom window. That was so badass. When Thank a, you. <laughs> when a board member asks, What's your name, son? RoboCop replies, Murphy. Boom! Credits! Yeah, credits. boom! RoboCop on screen. That was a great ending. The sickest ending. And they did that because of it. in a screener, they realized that the, that was the height of the movie. They right. originally had another scene there, another media break, and in that media break, it showed his partner, Lewis, not dead, but also not RoboCopized. Right, right, So right. I guess there could be a, a sequel, and we're not going that way. But they decided, fuck oh. the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> let's, just, let's have people go like, yes, in the theater and just walk out fist yeah. pumping. That's one thing I really like about this movie is it feels fairly lean. There's no there's no bullshit. It just gets to the point, and we right. get through it, and it's like, that's a fun movie. Right. I mean, that's the same kind of thing that would make me say that there is, like, some substance that I'd like to see missing a little bit. Like, if we were, if there was some sort of emotional story or, like, some kind of philosophical meat to chew on or something then that that would make it uh higher points for me 
just because just for personal preference reasons but but I, it it is very like as you say lean it gets it gives you the goods i, I totally, don't know man I, yeah I, I totally agree with you with the character plot kind of not being strong but i think the the philosophical and the social commentary is there i mean it's there's got, satire I, I don't even know if i agree with that it's like there's layers man and like the scene where he's walking through his house yeah and it's just the ghosts or like that's all he sees is just those flashbacks and memories in this empty house that's like now for sale yeah. I, I like awesome. that. I like it when well, he punches the screen, but then there's the stupid stuff like his wife walking up to him and be like, I have to tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I mean, like, like, why do they do it that way? Because at the beginning of the I movie, she's like, I have something to tell you, and yeah. then it ends there. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, does she have a troubled yeah. family yeah. Is life? She like, what is-, is she tied in with OCP or something? Like, <laughs> That's where your they, mind went? Well, did they make a deal, and that's yeah. why he was chosen or something? I have I to tell know. you something. When you go to work tomorrow, you're going to be brutally crucified <laughs> by bullets. No, like I signed away the rights Like if you yeah. die. or so, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I expected something along those lines. There's a lot of heart in that scene is what I'm saying, and it's emotional, even though there's no dialogue. Did that hit you emotionally? I think it's pretty heavy. Oh, my gosh, I'm feeling for him. It's just kind of like, okay, this is like basic. He's looking for his soul. He's a machine I felt looking nothing. for I his felt, soul. I felt absolutely nothing during this movie other than, oh, that's pretty cool. I feel like there's moments that you probably did feel something. For me, like it's not positive emotions in a good way. I don't think the movie's yeah. trying to give it to me. It's when Murphy has cornered the people with the gun. He shoots the one guy, corners the other guy, and you're like, oh, nice. And I, I know that the other people are going to come, but yeah. as soon as they arrive, there's like that sinking oh, feeling. dread. So yeah. that's, that's a feeling. No, 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 sorry. I meant like I felt nothing in terms of a... Uh, feeling what the characters are feeling emotionally like like being engaged with the story or yeah. like oh i hope he succeeds you know that kind of thing you know the moment that got me and maybe it got you is when uh he is escaping ocp he's been sh- he's fought the ed209 yeah and then the cops are all there and they're like like we got to take him down and the oh, cops yeah. are like no don't like he's a cop and he's like that's not our business or whatever and then they start shooting him and it's that shot when they're like firing at him through the smoke and he's like crawling yeah, away, yeah, yeah, yeah. that made me feel something. That is that's rough. I yeah. think I would say thematically, like on his arc, that's the darkest hour because that, for sure it's it's his death again. Yeah, but this time it's not by the criminals; it's by the cops. cops. Yeah. yeah, and it's like and on his journey to become a cop again. Well, I guess he's a cop throughout, but to become a man again, he yeah. get to get shot down by the people who are supposed to be like his brothers. But he's it's like destroyed system, by the world. When it's the system betraying him, because yeah. now the cops are owned by OCP. Yeah. He's destroyed by like the 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 chaotic nature of the world, these criminals, and then he's betrayed once again by the system, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's a thing after the other. I want to clarify that I obviously I felt emotions when watching this movie. Like I did feel like intense dread when they were all like, you know, hanging around like we're going to slowly kill you with bullets. Oh god! <laughs> and they like shot his hand off and stuff. Like, are they just gonna like blow his body parts off? The like, next one shot by takes one? the rest of his arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no, I mean that that's rough for sure. Like that's dark. <laughs> And I think I I, I felt uh, <laughs> the shocking moment I was talking about earlier was when the ED two hundred nine test goes oh, awry. Yeah. That and the intern, <laughs> like I didn't think that he would get. He, I don't think he would die. And then <laughs> he's just like twenty seconds, and they're counting down, and they're like, "Oh no, what do we do?" He like goes over to like board the board members at first. I'm like, what? "Is it gonna kill everybody?" Yeah. And then he like backs away. They and push just, him like, away from three, them. two, one. And he's just like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, <laughs> he just like explodes. And it's seconds. brutal. So yeah. that's a scene that they had cut, right? Oh, it didn't make yeah. it into the theater. It didn't make it into the original movie releases, I think. They brought it back for DVD release oh, or, or Blu-ray. Well, what happened oh. in the theater? It was just too, too violent. violent. Oh, it was, man. It was originally X-rated, and they wanted to bring it to, to I, honestly, it theaters. I was not stoked for this movie, because I've never seen it. And I'm like, this is like one of those basic-ass 80s action thrillers, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
and I went in and just like not stoked. And then that scene happened, and I was like, okay, yeah. let's go. This is style. This is like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm shocked. This I was, is comic book violence. I, yeah, uh, insane. That, I, I was, was actually very. I, I was write? perturbed. My by actual that. my actual note was, holy shit, the robot just fucking blew the intern <laughs> away. Ha 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 ha. He's the vice. The eighties were crazy, man. He's the vice president, by the way. What? No. No. Because then that's Dick who Jones. he replaces. No vice president. Dick Jones is higher up. No, that that's, guy. That's oh. how. That's how the dude gets the no, spot. No, no, no. The guy that no, no, dies no. is just like one of the. He's the guy like Bobby's. Who, buddy. The guy that they bring up, who's uh, the the ha- the balding guy who had the threesome take, with the coke. That's, he took his spot. No. He no, takes no, no. no. He takes a spot of Dick Jones, who's like Dick Jones he's moved up. I Wait, think, Dick I don't Jones? Think he t- no, Dick Jones is like uh, the the number two at the company. Yeah, he, yeah, but he's always number two. No one. That's right. He doesn't get lose his spot, but his program. Is not getting used. Ed two hundred nine, Ed two hundred nine is not getting used, and so yeah. by using the Robocop program, this other dude he does get a promotion, but he's not replacing the intern guy. That guy is is low down. He was like part of Bobby's team. The guy that died. Anyways, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. He wasn't. Yeah, he was like a fairly unimportant member of the company. Is what but yeah, that scene is insane. I was actually like really disturbed by that, and I thought I was kind of annoyed at first because I thought wouldn't the people in the room be like puking like just going insane like screaming of like how brutal it is they're they're obviously disturbed but yeah. they're not like that disturbed but then in the very next scene when they're in the elevator that dude who gets the promotion whose name we should know because we're gonna talk Bob? about it throughout no he's like that's life in the big city baby yeah yeah well and I, that's something i, <laughs> yeah. I really they're like desensitized to yeah. violence yeah. well even the cops the fact that like when uh they're the one guy has been shot and they, there's rumors of like what is he gonna make it is he not and the the captain comes in and he just like kind of callously slides the name tag out and he's like the funeral will be this as per usual we're doing this and like the cops are like, kind of sad but it's not like a big deal it's just in yeah. this world not only like are we desensitized to death but just violence in general but yeah. by the yeah for sure 100 percent. that yeah. uh yeah the, the intern getting blown away and then bobby saying like oh that's life of the big city really felt like metaphorical it was like oh they're saying that like obviously Life in the big city doesn't routinely involve getting blasted by security robots on the top floor of a of a building, you know. But it's like, oh, it it chews people up and spits them out in this way, you know. Well, like after it happens in the boardroom, still when Dick Jones goes up to the actual like founder, the dude's just like, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> and then they go, they then they talk about the contracts that yeah, no and the opportunity shocked. cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, it sucks when this happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. The, uh, um, what, right? Well, I was just going to say, the way that they deliver exposition in the beginning with that news segment, oh, how did yeah. you guys like that? I loved it. I loved the, what the, what they use to tell you the state of the world, like right. the information they give you. The first piece of information they give you is, South Africa has nukes. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that, then the that, next thing is uh, the Star Wars program, like right. Reagan, yeah. you know, those guns in space. And now the the president went up there to like do the press conference and they bungled it. Right, right. <laughs> like they screw- and then I love the ads too. I think the ads make my skin crawl where it's like, oh, you want to buy a new heart? Oh, we have all the different models. You want the sports model heart? Yeah. You want like the the, the luxury model heart? And yeah. it's like, oh, we are, we're in that world. And the final line of that commercial is, we care about you. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, Remember, we care. We care. <laughs> yeah. I like how it telegraphs to you. It's a tone uh, promise. It like mm-hmm. telegraphs to you that it has some sort of satirical things to say about... Yeah. about culture. I feel like the trope of having like news segments at the beginning of a movie can really suck. Like I think it it's been it's been used many it's times. It's clear that it's just an exposition dump. Yeah. But I think for this one it works because it's so satirical. Because it's it's a comedy. 
Yeah. I don't I wouldn't say it's a comedy, but there are satirical elements of this action movie. There are comedic a- aspects yeah. of it. It's kind of a black comedy. It's not a straight ahead action movie. It's not a straight ahead comedy either. But I wouldn't, there's I wouldn't even funny call it a moments. Com- like I wouldn't call it a black comedy. I think it's mostly action movie with some comedy in it. Well, <laughs> whatever. I, I watched the commentary and I heard like the writers and producers and stuff talk about it and oh, yeah. they use the word comedy at couple points so before we like, get too far off of both kind of the is. desensitization of, of the violence but also the newscasting when later on they're talking about the when the space laser goes off and kills like 300 people and there's two dead presidents and then they just move on and it's yeah. like that's the world that that we're in like two dead american presidents and then we're just like okay next story yeah, <laughs> yeah they debated whether or not they should actually show some pictures of a couple of presidents, like yeah. real life presidents, oh. and then they were like, "Nah, <laughs> that, was, that was in poor taste." The diagram of them like describing how the laser went off and like hit different parts of it was just like, <laughs> just like covered all of California. It's just like, whoopsies. <laughs> yeah, the whoopsies is a big part of it. Uh, yeah. The screenwriter was talking about kind of the cynicism of this movie stems from <clears throat> Vietnam. Mm. A lot of it was Vietnam uh, because they had this kind of attitude that their it doesn't matter if it works. Dick Jones actually says this. It doesn't matter if it works as long as a contract is signed. Like it doesn't matter if our missiles or our warheads are performant because it's the end of the world anyway. So fucking cares. Who fucking cares. Right. And like he actually went off on a little mini rant about American cars. That's oh. why this is set in Detroit. He was like, Detroit represented the pinnacle of American like success and manufacturing, and but the product sucked. Yeah. And the, this thing is falling apart in my driveway now. And next time I'm gonna get a Toyota. Yep. Mm. And so. It, that's kind of just like throughout the movie, like, oh yeah, they're doing this press conference in space and they and they bungled it, or they're gonna deploy this robot that's gonna be on the streets and it's just gonna accidentally <laughs> kill people, but who cares? Yeah. Well, even like uh, I noticed that I put in my nitpicks, but it's it's not really one where when they are first deploying Robocop and they bring him into the police station, they're doing like the most basic diagnostic test. I'm like, we're way past this. So like they put a pencil in front of him, like, okay, track the pencil. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like we need to be way beyond this level of testing. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was like, it was so funny to see like brand new experiments with technology go from like, we're just testing it out to like, it's on the street doing things in like months. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we have a full cyborg. Yeah. We just we just figured it out. We just figured out how to do it. And he's out there. <laughs> yeah, they uh there's more um Vietnam references actually. The doc the scientist who's like at the control panel when Ed 209 comes out is named McNamara, oh. the Secretary of State during Vietnam War. Oh. And then the design of Ed 209 is supposed to look like a Bell Huey gunship with like it just the way its legs look and everything yeah. like that. Right. I th- it's always interesting to me when like movies that are primarily like an action movie meant to titillate, as I said, uh, have all these little references and like are like seemingly giving social commentary on stuff. Cause I'm like, how useful is that? Like how much are you actually contributing? I mean, like maybe for the types of people who wouldn't engage with that kind of stuff normally, it's like, it just enters their, the low level of their awareness for like the first time. Well, is that the use that I think is it, that the utility of doing it's this more explicit than that? Like, they said something like, oh, uh, Ed 209, first will be for urban pacification, but then we can move it up to military operations. Urban pacification is another Vietnam term. Mm. So, like, people who lived through the era would, would have been keyed into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that kind of stuff, for people who are just watching the movie and are like, oh, fun cyborg movie. Like, I guess seeing that stuff or hearing that stuff, like, maybe it causes these issues to enter their awareness and then to think critically about it for a second. I don't know. I think Like, it's- what's the purpose I think it's just part of making a movie that's 
good for the dumbest person in the room and the smartest person in the room. It's just it's like little, kind of adding layers to it. I guess so. like it doesn't have to doesn't have to drag like, you into that. I if guess you're not I guess what I'm saying it. is that okay, there obviously there's the utility for like okay, the dumb people will get it. We're we are acting very elitist right now. You are. You I, said dumb people. <laughs> I never said dumb. For those people that it'll get it, but what is it adding for the smart people? We'd be like, hi, I know that reference, but like, what is it saying? Is it saying something important? Well, it's and that's your, what I mean I when it's I bring your awareness to like how <clears throat> the overcorporatization of the police will turn how we treat our American cities into like like a, a third world country where we will dehumanify de- dehumanize like Americans so that we can get control over those those areas. I think it is trying to say like what happened in Vietnam will happen here if we let corporate overlords take over everything, or even mm. just just it, the message could just be as simple as this is my opinion on how they their approach was at Vietnam. This is my opinion on how they handled that sure. and that kind of a culture that arose, uh, which we still see today. You mean how America handled Vietnam? Yeah. Or oh, okay. The decision makers, right. corporate America, arms dealers. Sure. I also really appreciate that they're testing it out on American streets <laughs> yeah, and to then, then yeah. upgrade it to war. <laughs> Just like very yeah. casually. Like, yeah, you know, it's going to kill a bunch of people. It's fine. Just the, the true scum, American citizens. Yeah. And they do so life. much world building, just <clears throat> especially at the beginning. Even when they're in the elevator, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's on the ninety fifth floor." Yeah, like just things like that. Yep. Huge buildings. Mm. I I think why this movie succeeds as a social commentary is that it does hit the eighties action movie things that you want out of it. Like it gives you the cheesy catchphrases, but they're kind of awesome. Uh, it gives you the action, like the it has one of the my favorite explosions in a movie ever because there's like a person in the, the middle. The gas station one. Yeah, when he's just like in the explosion, it happens around him because yeah. he's in like a big enough suit. It is awesome. That is it's awesome. Uh, and he just walks away from it and picks up the dude, and you're like, yeah. yeah hell yeah. I don't even know how they did that, man. That's insane. He's like in a bomb suit. He's probably in a big bomb. He looked bigger <laughs> than he was. And it was yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's why they had to use such a thin actor. Oh. They, the yeah. studio wanted Schwarzenegger. I was, I was wondering about that, because I'm like, this guy looks really thin. This is like a Captain America, Steve Rogers type of situation, where he's really thin, and then he becomes a beefcake. It's to fit in the suit. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Vernoven's next film, Total Recall... Has Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't even know that this director was responsible for these kick-ass movies. I yeah. had no yeah. idea it was the same director who did Starship Robocop, Troopers. Total Recall, and Starship Troopers, yeah. and Showgirls, and others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basic oh, Instinct. It, man. Yeah, it, Basic Instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys find I, awesome. the person I was with said that they looked like uh, if, if Willem Dafoe and David Bowie had a baby. Who the the the, okay. the main guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Is his name Paul Weller or something? Yeah, Weller. He's like he's like shout out to Cass. He's he's David Bowie from the Cheats Peter up. Peter Weller. And then he's the I like when he's shooting in an action scene. He purses his lips. That's my favorite. He's like <laughs> <laughs> okay, like are RoboCops like poses when he's shooting kind of weird to you? Like he always looked like he was doing like a flamboyant cowboy type of. Well, thing. Well, I think like, he was because that was what it was in his brain was this kid's show. Ah. <sighs> Oh, that's so why. It was on that's purpose. why. Yeah, it's, that's why he's doing it like an action hero. He's I to, never yeah, got he's that. He's supposed to also look robotic, and I know the actor spent a lot of time on the movements, and then they put him in the suit, and the suit had different capabilities than uh, he had practiced. Yeah, and he, had, well, he had a I, mime coach, and he I had figured to, like, it was. It. I figured it was maybe a function of like the the weirdness of the prosthetics and stuff. Like I don't know. But, I think but that had, makes sense. That's a plot reason. That's way better. That is cool. That uh, tickles Riley's brain. I think another aspect to it could be because he had limited mobility in the suit, he probably had to decide on certain poses that he was... Like, I have to move from this position to 
to a position. So it lets me decide on which positions look cool in the frame, yeah. and I'll just go between those. Yeah, man. Some of the, it really bothered me sometimes how slow he walks because I'm like, this guy should be this guy should be dangerous, and he is dangerous. But his like his danger, like it really his is um what do you call that? Him being what's the quality agility? Of, no, whatever. Uh, the thing that makes him kind of a badass is the fact that he is like a tank. <laughs> yeah, he's not like, oh, watch out! I'm gonna come out of the shadows and and get you. You know, it's definitely not agility. It's like but I'm it's, just gonna slowly move upon yeah, you. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely '80s action movie uh, silliness because that scene when he busts all the the like that drug warehouse. Yeah, I'm like just run, <laughs> just like yeah. instead just of like instead there. of standing there shooting him where he's like. Honestly, I can point and shoot at everyone. Just, everyone, just run. If anyone can break line of sight with RoboCop, you're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're golden. I feel just like one get of the, the hell out of there. The pitch, you know, when people do the comps when they're pitching, it's like this, but this. This movie is like, it's the Terminator, but he was a cop. 100%. Mm. 100%. What year was the Terminator? 80. It was a before, I believe. Before? I believe. The first one. Right. Let me check it. Yeah, it always bothered me because I'm like, okay, he lets the guy get away on the motorcycle. And then his. His like competency is basically like shooting accurately so that he can stop people from getting too far away from him because it takes him a while to get over there. <laughs> yeah, I like the scenes where he like has to move fast and they kind of just hide it with editing. Yeah. Like when, when, the, <laughs> when the the van is like careening towards this toxic toxic waste, <laughs> this big like Helvetica <laughs> labeled toxic waste vat, and he has to kind of speed walk out of the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I can totally see him. I, I don't know if he's ever appeared in a South Park episode, but he looks like he could easily yeah, be in a I South Park with yeah, these big, yeah. pos- big poses he I does. Like I've seen him. Yeah, they wouldn't have to work hard to emulate the... He's like a T-Rex. I went to a science world on the weekend to a T-Rex <laughs> exhibit, and I oh, learned yeah. that the T-Rex cannot run. Mm. Uh, literal what? definition of running being that both, the T-Rex is, the has ground? one foot on the ground at all times. Mm. It can walk up to like 40 kilometers really an hour very fast. Walking. This is exactly like Robocop. Dang. Except he's got longer arms. It's, it's just not the same to picture a T-Rex race walking behind you. He's <laughs> got a long stride. Long oh, stride. I'm going to get you. <laughs> it's little arms. Go- <laughs> go like this. Sorry, uh, podcast. And one, and two, and one. Terminator was before. It was 1984. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, man. Um... Man, okay, but okay. while we're talking about the toxic fat, yeah, uh, again, hyperviolence. That what happens to the guy who gets disturbing. Covered in it, it's actually uh, was awful to watch in yeah. a good way, and, I, it, and he explodes, and oh god, the oh, whole thing. Man, that yeah. was His another noise. Th- when he explodes oh. on the car. That was another thing that they had. Um, they had to like really fight to get. I don't know if it was uh, depicted differently on. I almost versions. feel like the explosion is the least. Uh, intense part, like it's when he's just like melting and he's screaming. Yeah, in, in the arms of his buddy who yeah. suddenly does not no, want to be his friend. Yeah, yeah it's the body horror. Yeah. Oh god, there's more. There's a lot of body horror in this. I actually was disturbed at the beginning when after the criminals do so much to him to destroy his body, he's then in the care of the corporation and they're talking about, you know, I wanted a full prosthetic left oh, arm. Yeah, why did you like save his arm? Yeah, and he's just sitting there like a. A mind in a vat listening to this, yeah. Thing, yeah, we're now nah, cut it off. Yeah. That was that nah, was terrifying. The bad guys are just bad guys. There's no, I mean, that's another thing that I, I mean, points off a little 100%. bit. They're just literally evil bad guys with no real reason other than I don't know money, I guess. Yeah, Red. What? What is? What's his motivation? Who? Oh, Red, Red. Foreman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like, is that the dad from that '70s show? Oh yeah, it is. I'm like, oh yeah, what is? It's, his name it, is Kurtwood. It's funny to see. It's funny to see like supposedly badass bad guys in the '80s movies having like glasses. Well, he wanted him to look like Himmler. 
Oh. They, they give him these tiny but he's glasses. also supposed to be kind of like a badass you're scared of in terms of like his actual ability to like wield weaponry and stuff. Like it's not like he's like just a general telling people what to do. Crunch coat. He's out there. Guy. He's yeah. Yeah, that scene when he goes and harasses the secretary is like next level like, <laughs> with the I, chewing gum. Yeah, and like like what is he what? That's his wife. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's Kurtwood's wife. Wait, no, real? Yeah, Kurt yeah, yeah. Smith. That's so funny. I, I thought you were making a joke. No, that's, that's real. Yeah, that I couldn't handle. I was shocked at like how far they push it. And I mean, like he, yeah, he's just pure evil. So is Dick Jones. I like when he dips his fingers into that uh, other dude's wine What's, glass. So I, what is the point of that scene? Because I, I, I like that he dips his fingers in as a power move. He's like, "Fuck you!" But then the other dude almost immediately drinks from. That's it. the power response. Dude, just like I don't care. Exactly, looks him in the eye. I don't give a fuck, and he just yeah. drinks it back yeah, yeah, yeah. at him. That was so alpha. That was awesome. I loved that. Yeah, I liked it just as kind of like a weird. Um, I'm crazy, man. You never know what I'm yeah. gonna do. I'm gonna stick my fingers in your wine. And then yeah. sniff them. That's what he, yeah. he dips them, and then he plugs his nostrils with them. It seemed like that? such a weird directorial decision to have, or script. I don't know to have this guy drinking wine during the scene. That was it. Weird. Just does not seem like a scene. Is where someone yeah. walking around? <laughs> Here I'm a crime boss, and crime bosses have fancy wines. I guess maybe, I don't. It just, maybe the actor brought that character choice, and like, I guess you can drink. Wine. It's it's like one of these things that you would like put in your you know handheld. Uh, home shot movie thing as a teenager you're like yeah and he's gonna be a cool guy dr- smoking a cigar and drinking you wine you know what it could be is uh, <laughs> I know for another scene the scene where uh, Robocop takes his helmet off they're sitting outside Yeah, that was supposed to be at night but they said they couldn't afford to light it so maybe that scene they also wanted to be at night and that would make more sense for him to have wine than they couldn't afford to light it so then they did it in the day and then he, suddenly he's day drinking it's I, weird. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I feel like it's more just like a weird decision in a campy 80s movie to have a bad guy drinking wine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> While they're walking around the cocaine factory. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they had like machines and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was, uh, it's very 80s in that way. It's, it's pre-crack, so it's yeah. just like the height of cocaine. Just um, cocaine we already, on the titties. We already talked about that, that scene where he gets like... where where Murphy is dismembered or whatever. But I thought it was like an interesting decision to have him just like slowly shot to death like that instead of like well, something that I would expect because I've never seen this movie before. So I was like, what's he going to do? You know, I know he becomes RoboCop. So like, how is he going to get his body mangled or something? He's going to be dropped in a vat of acid or get in a car accident or something. It's like, I expected it to kind of be like a one-off, oh, no, I have the... And then it's over, and then you just see him in the hospital. But this is like a drawn-out... Like, it was an interesting decision to, like, really just torture the viewer a little bit like that. There's two reasons for that. One reason is that he wanted this to be some kind of, like, Jesus story, American Jesus story. So he gets crucified. Like, his arms are spread. Okay. And then his hand gets shot off. So it's a crucifixion. It's meant to be a crucifixion by okay. bullets. And the second reason that it was so like protracted and gruesome, um, Vernover, 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 Verhoeven, Verhoeven. He said that um, at this point in the movie, you don't really know Murphy. You barely right. been with him, so you don't really care about him. So he thought that if he just made his him suffer so much that we would just um, be, you know, uh, what do you say, be more on his side. Sympathetic? Yeah, sympathetic. I'm just, it's one of those times where I just forget the word and then I just spend t- twenty seconds trying to figure out. The it's sympathetic. Word. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, like endeared to him. You yeah, care about yeah. him just because you're like, oh, no one deserves this. Yeah, you right. Yeah, and right. Then, pity. then you can do build up the character more later. But yeah, because you would, you just wouldn't care if he just up. Uh, right. They got shot in the head. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did end up caring about him, I guess, at the end, even though, like I said, I, I barely know anything about him except that, like, his I know that he has a kid who likes the show, and so he's trying to, like, be a good dad, or not even really. He's just like, I want to seem cool to my kid. That's but, all you get. You don't even know what his, like, cop values yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. He could be an asshole. But I think I think, I think think what the movie does well is that <clears> it <throat> starts him off as an unthinking cop killer, like, cop machine, uh, then slowly kind of reveals the layers of Murphy through it like when he has the nightmare and then he goes and activates and then all of a sudden he's on like a vendetta and he goes and finds the yeah dude. he's like uh investigative yeah and then oh, he, like when yeah. he's going through the database yeah exactly awesome. and he goes and gets dick jones and gets taken down and that scene like for me that's the moment where i kind of don't i don't fall in love with robocop but i start really caring about what he's doing when he's going after dick jones and he has to escape and then yeah that that chase through the through the 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 parkade and stuff and like then then the build back up that's when I care about him for the first time, and I that I think the movie really succeeds at that. Mm. Did you guys uh, did you think about how like the 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 very fact that they made this movie about like a RoboCop, uh, you know, an, an an overpowered cop bringing order to the streets was kind of like an interesting movie to make at that time because of what was going on in American society. I I, I don't know a ton about this, but I had heard about like crime being at its peak in the 80s which is why we had a lot of these kind of like i think the warriors will also kind of explore this concept of like lawlessness and so we had a bunch of movies depicting people going out there and cleaning up the streets you know like but i you know i didn't i hadn't really experienced that myself being a privileged person so i like uh, did, the, did you guys think about that at all during the movie not really i did think that this movie really doesn't touch upon like the relationship of the citizens with having a robot police force. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe the sequel does? They do. They do? Okay, that's good, because that's a huge topic that they should. In this movie, the only aspect of that is when he saves that lady by shooting between her <laughs> dressed legs and shooting that guy right in the dick, which is so sick. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, thank you, and she embraces him, and it's really awkward, and he's like, I will refer you yeah. to a rape you have, crisis hotline. You have suffered an emotional <laughs> event or whatever, yeah. And she's just like, And she's uh? like weirded out, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, but th that's kind of all we get. I know. Watch that out for the crazy criminals out there who are going to cut your hair. The screenwriter said that... Um, <laughs> like, the implication is they're going to rape her or something, yeah. but it was just funny that, like, we're going to spend some time first Cutting your hair. You got hair down there. <laughs> that was, was like, the most what? cringe scene, honestly. I love, I love it, the depiction of like crazy criminals in like in in vintage movies where they're just like, I don't know what they're like. Where'd you get this idea of of criminals? Like, like we're, we're just lab. crazy guys, man. Yeah, they just they just like do erratic movements around yeah. her while running, going like ah, it's ah. like it's like the SNL. Like we are two wild and crazy guys, but criminals. Yeah. It's, if you only watch the criminals in this scene, like you don't even your eyes don't even land on her, it's just so cringe. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then you know what's made worse by the lighting in that scene because they wanted to have the Robocop shadow come up, oh. so they ended up having to, even though it's on, uh, it, it's not a set. It's it's practical. They're in a location. It looks like a set because the way it's it's lit with that with those harsh lights make it look like a stage. Right. Uh, so that just makes it look even more artificial mm. and and cringe. But no, I, I don't think I, I heard the um, screener talking about the impetus for making this was when he was doing meetings at different Hollywood studios. He was he would just sit in them and he had this feeling that uh, corporatization was just was just rising. It's just like how technology yeah. kind of infiltrates society and we can't really stop it. He had this feeling that that corporate America was doing that or corporatization mm -hmm. was doing that. And he, he said, I was just sitting in these meetings 
and I just wanted a robot to come in and shoot everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's no, I, I guess I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, ascribe this sort of like intentionality to Paul Verhoeven, I guess. But I'm saying that it seems like there was sort of a cultural wave of these kind of these movies that provided some sort of vicarious fulfillment of like. Uh, of wishes that people had that like someone would clean up the streets you know i think that there were a bunch of movies around the time that like at, you could watch it and be like yeah that would be cool if if we had that you know because because of the specific issues with like crime rising uh from like the 1970s and then it seems like in the early 90s i just wikipedia it in the early 90s it kind of like dropped off again but it's possible but i do know that um Everyone laughed at the title of the screenplay when it was getting passed around. They're like, "RoboCop." Yeah, like every as brutal as it seems now, you just think, "Yeah, that was the '80s. They did stupid crap like yeah. that." But like, no, even in the '80s, they were like, "What?" Well, it's it's funny because the poster it looks like something that somebody would make as a parody of like of, King, of this. King like, Fury or whatever. it says, "Part yeah. man, part, hobo with a shotgun, part yeah. man, part machine, all cop." <laughs> that was the real poster. Said that. Oh, God, <laughs> I read some other premise like that. It was like. There's one thing they didn't account for. There's a man in the machine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, though, because, you know, with all the, like, discourse in recent years around cops and, like, uh, uh, corruption and all this stuff, uh, it's interesting to watch this movie that seems to have a pretty good opinion of cops. It's like the cops are they're largely trying. the good guys yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, where they're fighting the criminals and the bad guys are the corporate corporations who are trying to come in and take over the police force. There's a police union who's like fighting for like good stuff in this. It's just an interesting kind of juxt- like uh not just Yeah, well but- there are elements of the world building that point towards utopia. It's not 100% dystopia. Like the the shot in the locker room where you just <laughs> suddenly you're like, "Oh, there's a woman changing in there." Oh. Yeah. It's because in uh Vernoven's mind the director's mind, he was like, yeah, they've they've evolved past that. Right. They're, they're capable of having non-sexual nudity. They can they can have like contexts that are where gender doesn't matter. Right. And that, yeah. I think that's the probably the only part of the movie that's like better than today. <laughs> I yeah. feel like it was it was that. But it was also kind of just like an excuse to have boobs in the movie. Because there's he, a couple. He did it. He does this he, in Starship Troopers. Yes, too, exactly. He? Same thing. Like co-ed change rooms. Like this is my vision for the future. In the future, <laughs> I will be able to see boobs whenever I want. <laughs> that's I, not a Dutch accent. I'm sorry. I, I know. <clears throat> the Dutch accent is so particular, but I have spent zero time future, working on it. I, I, I would be able to see boobs whenever I want. Something closer, like that. Closer, closer. Yeah. I'm like pulling back my they have, voice. They have like I'm not committing. I'm not committing. Huh? Yeah, they got stuff in their cheeks all the time. Yeah. <laughs> my great grandmother was Dutch. I'm not Dutch. She was my grandma's a doctor. Yeah, right. But you you got rid of all of it. I wish I was Dutch. Squeezed it out. They're sick. Your great grandma was Dutch, but you're not. My great I'm not uh genetically Dutch. I mean you would have some <laughs> a little bit then. Uh insofar as like I've been around um China that is like blue and white. Dishes? dishes. Let's move on. (laughs) Dishes. Do you want something that's... (laughs) I don't get it. You know, like, oh, don't... Let's use the good china. Like, plates? Cups? Okay. All right, man. Oh, you mean mean you're as Dutch as China is Chinese? Is that what you're saying? No, he's been around Dutch China. Like, China that was Dutch. Remove the the nation of China from your mind. (laughs) We're not talking about the country China. Been around Dutch China. Yeah. Plates, Dutch dishes, plates. ornamental glassware. <laughs> what does that have to do with you having like a little bit of Dutch blood in you? I'm though? telling you, I don't have any b- Dutch blood in me because my grandma was adopted by a Dutch person. 
but my great grandma had Dutch things in her say, house because she was Dutch. Did you say adopted earlier? Yes. Okay, yes. I missed it. I missed it. Man, that makeup when he takes his helmet off, buddy, that's good makeup. It's good. It's yeah. Good. I don't even know how they did that. Yeah, there's a shot where it's like kind of a wide shot and he's just sitting there and it feels like his head is too small and it feels like they couldn't have accomplished it. Yeah. I don't know how they did it, but it looks so it, good. It didn't fit in the helmet. Uh, the only the shots when he takes the helmet off, it's deliberately like the angle is it you can't really see the helmet it, coming off. Well, even like the way they they do the drill coming out on the one shot where it's like, oh, that wouldn't work. And it's like clearly it's a trick drill where it's like the screws coming out of the drill, but it's really effective to make it feel like it's all those all screws there. like connect and they yeah. touch in the middle. Yeah. Oh man. They were like they knew they had a good makeup too, because the shots are just like right up to his face and you, it's just seamless. I don't know how they did that. Yeah. Nope. It looked very real. I was, I I was very impressed for an 80s movie. That the it thigh like. holster when I was a kid mm. being so cool. That and cool. seeing it in the movie this time, I was like, ah, it's kind of lame. It always goes to a close-up of like a stationary leg opening up. Yeah. Well, there's lots of cheats like that. Like You this don't think suit. it was cool this time? I loved it. It looked oh, kind of I mean, empty. it was my first time seeing it. So. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It just didn't look oh, like it. Man, I want one of those. They have all these other shots because the suit had limitations. Like he couldn't get out of the out of a car. There's many times that he does in this movie, but it always just cuts to him, even on the poster, standing up beside the open door uh, of the car. You never see his like legs swing out. Yeah. He it also, seemed. Oh, go ahead. He also couldn't go upstairs, so <laughs> which is just, so <laughs> ironic. Because yeah, because they had two and I can't go downstairs. Oh my gosh, I burst out laughing. I've never seen this movie. I burst out laughing because I'm like, wait, this is how he defeats him. <laughs> He defeats the ED-209 ED using stairs? Yeah, that's hilarious. At the end of the day, <laughs> you just couldn't get past Well, he would defeat him in a way that it's there's a person in there. That makes sense. What? Well, he's by... With the... Spy, with the, with the I, I don't know. You would think that it would be some kind of way that, like, I'm a human I'm a It was just such a... Not. What's it, Banal? Does that... Does that <laughs> it was such a weird, like, normal way for, some, for a giant death robot to be defeated is... Whoopsies! Can't step down the stairs. And but it's, I like it's that it tries. Out. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's like investigating. But I think it for me why it works is that the real enemy isn't ED two nine. The uh -huh. real enemy is the corporate overlord taking over the police. So it's like yeah. it goes from that easily taken care of. It's so silly, but then it goes to a, like the darkest point of the movie. And so it almost I think accentuates how bad the rest of it is when like the big <laughs> the big enemy is just like a, a silly. Yeah, it has bad. harmony with that whole theme of like. It doesn't have to work. It just needs to sell. Like they did a bad job. Wait, so you, wait, hold on. Did you guys not laugh during the stairs part? Oh, it was awesome. I love okay, it. Okay, I think it's hilarious. Just, uh, just to just but, clear oh, it up. He, but I agree goes, with David. He's not the big bad because later when he no, destroys the yeah. the Ed Two Hundred Nine, it's he just pulls out a gun and blows yeah. it up. No, I think I think I'm just saying that like if you just from a scene perspective, like okay, cool. there's this conflict happening and there's a localized conflict. All right, if, if there's a big monster coming at you, it's a funny way to defeat the monster by just like, well, it can't go downstairs. <laughs> I like the sounds they do too, because like the they give him like the lion roars every time yeah. he moves. But then when he's on his back squealing, he squeals like a pig. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I love it. It's such a good sound. I'm saying this movie has co comedy aspects. Of course. I like when that guy di like geeks out of the bathroom early. I gotta go, and he's yeah, like, like, has pistol over his ass because he's just like, I'm getting out of here. I know that's one of my. I love that that whole scene where it's like you see the feet of someone the way it's shot like underneath the stall door, and you see their feet, and then when they mention Jones, the feet kind of like hide themselves and then it's like that those are jones's feet and it's such a good right. oh, it's a whole great power scene they should have just kissed though in that scene <laughs> he touches yeah, his yeah, hair just get it yeah. over imagine with. he just made him just kissed him for honestly <laughs> i think i honestly expected something like that because i was like he's getting closer to him like he's like making him uncomfortably yeah. intimate oh. more world building in that scene they have the stock tickers over the urinals oh do they yes oh, i didn't see that awesome <laughs>
I uh, I was annoyed <clears throat> by some of the technology in this movie. Uh, you might even call it a nitpick. Are we in the nitpicks? I think we are. Oh, whoa. I don't have anything left but nitpicks. Here it goes. Nitpicks. I don't remember. Fuck. <laughs> okay, oh, well, my I, God. I have a hit pick. Hey, David lost his nitpick. What's up, Riley? What do you got? <laughs> the hit pick is that he has like an R2-D2 computer jack that's also like a spike. Oh, yeah. Oh, that thing's sick. I love that. That's so fun. But it's like, I was kind of like, okay, this is not that far away in the future. It seems like really near future. But now we have this like interface for controlling. What computers. is that interface? <laughs> it's like a spike. Yeah. That's the thing in this movie. It's like almost nothing else is futuristic. And on the one hand, that makes it kind of more believable. Right. Well, it's our world, but just like they got this, they got this one thing. Well, on the other hand, it's kind of doesn't make any sense. Like we have these advanced robotics and AI, <laughs> but we have a Ford Taurus. Yeah. It's literally, it's literally just like the regular world plus a robot. And taller buildings, I guess. I just thought it was so funny that he has a regular car. They tried. Like I expected him to have a robo car or something. Yeah, I remember what I watched a series. Yeah. I watched this as a child. I he had a robo car in the series. This, this stuff came out two years before I was even born. But I right. somehow watched this because my I don't know. It was a franchise. How do my parents let me do this? But there's two and three. I remember liking two more. Yeah. And I remember watching a series. And I know that in the series, and I haven't looked this up since. It's a Canadian TV show. No way. From the nineties. Yeah. Oh, was it? And in the series, he had a special cop car where right. the sirens on the top were in a V-shape, and that differentiated from the other cop cars. Right. But anyways, in this movie, <laughs> they did mock up a futuristic-looking car. Oh, did they? And when it got to the set, everyone started laughing. They thought it looked so cringe, oh. so they just rented a Ford Taurus and used it. They, did, they didn't use all the cars they made for the movie. <laughs> this looks too cringe. You know what's way better? This fucking futuristic, crazy cyborg man driving a Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> he looked so funny in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm getting in the car. And everyone's like, okay, go, RoboCop. Save the streets. He's like getting in his like jank-ass car. <laughs> I love it. I think his his suit is, is B-level as well. Like, it's pretty sick. The suit looks badass. Like, the suit, like, I was scared. If I saw something like that, I'm like, he looks like a fucking tank. He's like a walking tank. It's pretty badass, but like I mean, especially the helmet, like the angles of it, it's kind of narrows in yeah. a way. It's not as sick as Batman. The way he moves kind of ruins it sometimes. But that, that's definitely a nitpick that I have is the squishy face part, which is similar to Batman. It's like just aim, just aim for the mouth. Just if you're yeah, shooting yeah. him, just aim for the mouth. But it's again, you just let it go. He's got to have a way yeah, to intimidate people by letting the saliva but, no, come out. And like, well, no, by ki- by ki- blown kisses at yes. them when he shoots. Yep, that too. At the risk of this episode be- being characterized as. James watched the commentary and tells us all about it. <laughs> there was an anecdote that I really want to get in here, which I thought was so cool, which is they the filmmakers thought that if they revealed what Robocop looked like too abruptly, the audience would go, it's ugly. That Uh-oh. looks lame. <laughs> and so they, they wanted, they thought that they could, if they revealed it slowly and from a distance and stuff, that you could they could kind of seduce you into accepting it. Mm. So that's why the reveal, for, the first image you see of him is... It's first-person view, and you, he, there's a camera on him, so there's a camera monitor oh, that shows yeah, him from yeah, the yeah. side. The next shot is he's walking behind that glass at the cop shop that pixelates him, yeah. which is a sick intro. It's a great intro. And then the next shots are all from the back, and you're in, like, the camera's in a different room. When yeah. the cops chase him, and it's, like, the handheld shot of them, be like, what? what's going on? And you get super amped. Like, that's such an effective little shot down the hallway. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he goes and sits on a chair or whatever, and they're, like, doing tests. And we're outside of the room. There's, like, a chain-link fence between us and him. Uh, and then I think from there it goes to like super close up of just the face. But I thought that was really cool that they they just weren't sure. So let's just give it to you in stages. 
till you're used to it, and then you'll like it. So, and it really works because like I'm not, I never look at that suit and I'm like, man, I'm, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think one aspect of the coolness is the lighting on it. They just drench it in light. It reflects all around. You can tell right. it's super practical and real feeling. Yeah. yeah. Much better than the 2014 one. Oh, I didn't bother. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that at all. But apparently it wasn't that great. Does he move faster, though? He moves faster. He can, like, I, I don't remember everything, but I think he can jump really high and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's, like, more agile. Uh, yeah. But it's Joel Kinnaman's. Who is that? That's the, the Rick in Suicide Squad. He's guy, before that, altered carbon. Before, oh, I guy. like that guy. Yeah. He's before got a that, weird darkness to him. I he's like. fucking sick in the Killing, the AMC series. That's when I, I was like a fan of him when when he was in that series because it was so good. And then he started doing just like worse and worse things, and I'm like, oh man, because ah. he's so good. He plays this like kind of a former druggie guy who's helping a detective solve crimes. See, that makes sense for him. Yeah. I've only seen altered carbon, but I thought he worked in that role because I'm like, he's like this buff. Hero type, except you can tell he like he's got a past. He does wacky shit. Yeah, like he's Gio- so he does good. like Giangameshi kind of shit. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he'll just he'll slap you too hard without consent. Ninety percent of our audience is gonna more than that is gonna have no idea who that I is. I have no idea. Giangameshi, no. oh, CBC guy. Let's who, move on. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, this is kind of a bigger hit pick, I guess. But like in the beginning, there's lots of moving shots. Like 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 the cameras in in motion a lot, and we haven't even really been introduced to Murphy that that much. Mm. It it takes a while to get us to Murphy, but I was just impressed at how the movie kept the momentum up throughout the first like five minutes or so. I was like, there was a lot of exposition happening and a lot of kind of setting things up, but I was like engaged. Yeah. Not just like the news segment. Like after they start, kind of we we go into the police station. And we're kind of moving around and going into different rooms, and people are talking back and forth, and we're like following characters. It was like I was just impressed with how how, how well it kept the momentum up. Totally, yeah. I feel like the movie knows what the audience wants and gives it to you. Right. Like I think that's like a huge success. That it, even by the sound of that commentary, it sounds like Paul Verhoeven knew exactly what the audience would be feeling at during the movie. Yeah, it felt like, like a more modern movie almost totally. because of that. Well, I, I expect I actually, to be bored a little bit. Contrary to to it feeling modern, I feel like movies took their time in Act One more before mm. they would spend more time in Act One, mm. like getting all the pieces set. Right. Uh, the tendency now is just like let's just start on the scene where it gets blown up. Right. Yeah. 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 I think I was. I think in, in when I was saying I expected to be bored. I think when I think of like '80s movies, I don't think of the sort of like long one shot kind of moving through mo- rooms kind of style that this em- employed. A lot of like, and and then there were a lot of like handheld shots later during like his reconstruction and stuff man those shots like when he's on the operating table and stuff and the camera's like going right up like in there it's like with their hands and stuff i was like this is like totally and they had that real doctor calling the shots real doctor the the, the voiceover they're like all right one more try we're gonna give up after this that was like a real doctor oh that's cool doing that it made it super real like I love in real life. They got a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Like the, it wasn't like oh. an actor. Well, they killed him. They killed him for real. <laughs> then they no. I was just like, why would they get a real doctor? They no, killed I, him with Dutch china. Why, why did why why would they need a real doctor for that? It just it makes it more realistic, more and he uses jargon that's real, yeah. and it's just not. It wasn't like they hired an actor who's reading the screenplay dialogue. So they used a real doctor. With, Wait, I guess that's cool. It makes it more realistic. I guess so. It's just it's like a weird thing to do. Okay. I really want this doctor to sound like a real doctor. We, we, the only way we can do this is we get a real my doctor. My guess is they didn't specifically the go time. and seek like a, a real doctor who wanted to get into acting. I'm sure it was the circumstance meant yeah, that there was like a yeah, doctor. So. And like, yeah. No, they just went and got like a surgeon. Yeah. They're like, 
It just seems like a weird. <laughs> All right. I don't okay. know why this is so funny to me. Uh, yeah, like a weird, maybe like, my favorite hit pick in the movie <laughs> is when uh, Murphy's like doing his detective work and he finds the guy in the club. And the guy pulls out his gun and he whacks it away. <laughs> and the the random dude catches and keeps on dancing. <laughs> I love that shot so much. Uh, <laughs> this movie has so many little things he like that. He kicks him in his like metal crotch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yo, yo, yo. When this is like a hit pick, when they blow the intern away, the E D two oh nine or whatever, he's like lying on the he's lying on the table with his like torso just completely mangled. And someone's like, Somebody call a paramedic. <laughs> Dead, dude. Yeah, so dead. <laughs> oh, my oh my god, someone call a paramedic. I like when that dude gets shot in the nuts because uh everyone has to get like specific justice. Yeah. You know, right. like yeah. you gotta get exactly yeah. what you deserve. Yeah, That's yeah. Perfect. yeah. Like if you you're a thief, your hand should be cut off. You, you were know? going to use this and now you can't. <laughs> oh my god. It's effective. Ugh. Um nitpick when they on the first car chase or whatever, they're coming up on like Clarence's car and he's got all the guys in the back and they like get all right, all right, lock and load guys and they like open the back and then the car's not there. They're like, what? Where is he? <laughs> oh, oh, they're up on the side. <laughs> and then they go and like start shooting them through the side window and then the car comes back to the back of the truck anyways and I'm like, Why? what was what was that move? Like, ooh, slick moves, man. Yeah, <laughs> you pulled up on the side of it instead of the back. Same with him like, Guns akimbo, leaning out the side. <laughs> Give it's me like, your gun. Like this yeah. is standard procedure. Yeah, We're gonna go like, after these guys. I'm gonna dual wield pistols. Yeah, that that chase is not a, not <laughs> one of the best ones. I like when he like the character building they do for for Red when he like looks at this guy who's been shot or whatever. He's like he's like, can you fly? What what? No, Bro's Clarence, not, no. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That it it Clarence, characterizes him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was good. That was good. My uh, unfortunately, there's a real big content well, in that scene. Still, oh. there's a continuity. I mean, it's whatever. But like. The, the windshield gets shot out. Not shot out, but it's got big giant holes in it. And then the next shot, it's pulling up on the other side of the van and it's intact. Yeah. Yo, they shot that that scene in like two different locations. Part of it was LA, part of it was uh, <laughs> Detroit or Dallas. Weird. It was I like a why. mess of a shoot. Oh, yeah. really? There's another error like that where Robocock throws butt liquor through a window and the, w- the window breaks like a full half second before his body hits it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I see. Yeah, it's like, little things like but that. But it was real glass. Yep. So, right. But yeah, they hit that. Oh, when he like catches them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hit it too early. Big, Very good. You big nitpick when they're like, how do, how do we keep track of him with this tracker? And it's like a printed thing with a one little hole and an LED blinking. What was up with that? <laughs> it's they like, didn't want to do the effects Because they that? show you the tracker later and it's like a, a yeah. little screen and yeah. like, it actually looks pretty good. But sure. the first time it's like, that doesn't update. <laughs> the, first time, the first time it's like, okay, you can only track him within these four blocks yeah, exactly. that are depicted on this map. That, yeah, what? Yeah, and you'll, if he's standing still. If he's, yeah. <laughs> If he's in this one spot, one LED. Yeah, what the hell is that? Yeah, well, there's actually like fourteen thousand trackers, and so they have to pick it up, and then they know it shows which one. Yeah, they like makes sense. Yeah, they have to put the trackers together into a big display, and then they can watch it. Hit pick, Nukem, the 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 board game. Oh oh, yeah, (laughs) I think that's so funny because that's the kind of sci-fi kind of satire that makes you think, yeah, what the hell's with Battleship? Why does that exist? It's like, yeah, it's just a. It's a violence battleship. Makes sense. Aggrandizing. That's a regular wartime board game. Yeah, this is a regular war game, though. Yeah, but that's kind of weird. Chess is basically battleship. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think in, this, so in this reality, yeah. it's, it's nukes. This man has never played chess. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Battleship seems more normal to me. But I guess what you're saying is that in this future scenario where nukes are just as normal as battleships. Yeah. Right. It's just funny because it's like 
Battleship is like born out of that era. Right. right? Like, oh, cool. There's submarines. And shit. It's like a World War II board game. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, okay, they updated that. And now there's like a big a mushroom cloud happens above your kitchen table. And they're like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the effects. <laughs> like that scene is pure comedy. It's yeah. So yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, the commercials are pure comedy satire. Uh, one nitpick, I guess, it's sort of almost bigger than a nitpick, is the movie showing its age and the fact that Robocop doesn't automatically back up. Because uh, like, there's a big part of this movie where... Oh, like his memories Jones, and stuff. Yeah, where Jones and uh, Bootlicker have to... <laughs> Bootlicker. <laughs> have to kill him before he exposes them, or exposes Dick Jones, because he has the video of right. B- Bootlicker. But he only has local storage. What's his name? Bo- Boddicker? Boddicker. Boddicker. Um, but it's only local storage that he has the video of him saying that Dick Jones is involved. And it's like, oh, he, when he plugs in, they don't back up. Like, there's no, like, internet. There's no nothing that backs up. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's fine. But I definitely found myself being like, come on. Well, there literally was no internet. And they made it. And I guess he plugs in. They could have put they could have put that plugged in aspect. Does he even ever plug in, though? Yeah, he has to charge. But maybe not after that, because he's kind of gone rogue at that point. <clears throat> I want to see him eat some damn baby food. Yeah, yeah we never see him actually eat it. You see that one dude go ham on it. He, <laughs> he's just like... Mm, mm, he mm. ate too much of it, actually. It was kind yeah. of world-breaking. I yeah. didn't like that. It was like he, they kept rolling, and he's like didn't have any more direction. So <laughs> yeah, he's just like, like, I guess I'll just keep doing the last thing that I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, a hit pick related to the baby food is... he Okay, the dude is going to try to become human again, but he does not become human again. He, ne- he, he, never, he reclaims some memories... He reclaims some identity, but he is not the same. He is cyborg forever. And this is kind of um, made in metaphor or visualized by shooting those baby food bottles. When he does the target practice, mm. they, they set up the baby food bottles and he sh- shoots them, just like destroying any chance at family life ever again. Right. Uh-uh. I mm. thought that was badass. Yep. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. I guess so. Because it's like, what do you. He, he doesn't really have a choice to go back to. His wife and kid. She moved on. It's all we're told, right? Wait, yeah. like, what do you mean moved? They moved to a different city. Yeah. When right. someone says she moved on, yeah, like, remarried. Uh, yeah, it sounds that, like yeah. she remarried or whatever. In the new one, uh, they kind of do that a bit different, where he gets in an accident and then he's unable to consent to the procedure. So then his wife consents Ooh, to it for guilt. him, yeah, because otherwise he's gonna die. So she's like, "All right, I'm gonna consent this for you," and then. At the end of the movie, spoilers for 2014. I guess I read it on Wikipedia. I'm not. You're There's not going to see this movie if you stuff. haven't seen it already. Don't watch for 2014. Um, spoilers. Uh, I think he gets a like a more normal body at the end. Yeah, he, there's a lot more family stuff. Yeah. Now, now I remember he goes to his house at some point. Yeah. And he's like talking with them. Yeah. Or he, something. he like has a relationship yeah. with his son after he becomes yeah. Robocop and stuff. Yeah. It was not good. I mean, it was like a five. It's kind of like a dark, weird idea that like. He's still alive, but his memory's messed up, and he's in this robot body, so like he couldn't reunite with his family, even though we have a sense that that should happen. You know, I don't know. I had that sense anyways. I'm like, it seems weird that you're still alive out here doing stuff, okay, so and you kind of know that you were Murphy. Here's the question for you. Your partner gets killed in the line of duty, uh, and then like a couple years later, they show up as a robot. Is it a couple of years or what? I think it's a while. I think no. it, I feel like it's got to be th- like three months. I thought it was only a few months. I think it's it's unclear, knows? but I, I they go I, through New Year's Eve, so I don't know what that means. It's it's a while. Yeah, uh, but let's say let's say six months later or whatever. Sure, they show up at your door and they're like, "It's me, your wife." And like, are you happy or are you traumatized? Like, what's what's going through your head? I mean, ugh, I'd yeah, be like, man. I'd be like, oh shit. 
that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, open that thigh up. <laughs> um, I feel like if it was me, you got I Red Bull in there. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it though. Like if Lauren showed up half robot or more or all robot, I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's make this work. But if it was me, I'd be like, this feels weird. I don't. I feel like I'm a mm. burden. You know, you're such a good man. I know I'm so amazing. <laughs> I don't know what I would do, man. I'd be like, you make money with that thing? <laughs> <laughs> can you work? What do you, can you, can can you, you hug? Still, can you still stay home with the babies? Are you soft enough to hold the children? <laughs> it's one or the other. <laughs> holding, holding the baby, it's like, this is not, this is not comfortable. Another question is, uh, there's a scene in this movie where he... He has the drop on these guys. They have their big guns. They're in an alleyway. He comes from a stairwell above in their hideout, and he could just shoot them all, but he goes, looking for me? Yeah. <laughs> and that oh. made me think, because I was enhanced, I was thinking, <laughs> do does he have to do that? Because if he doesn't, and he just shoots them in the back and gets a couple that way, that is not a hero. No. I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, story writing wise, you can't have a hero just come up and like blast people like, from behind. He wasn't looking like yeah. no sucker punches from a hero. Yeah, and it made me think like, is that the origin or a raison d'etre of cheesy lines? There's always a cheesy mm-hmm. line like "Yippee ki yay, motherfucker." Is that because, in part, sometimes because of this re- this reason? Oh, maybe. I mean, I feel like they were. They they far predate this. No, movie. no, he's not saying that it exists because of this movie, but it exists for the reason. Oh, of oh that's that, that storytelling yeah. reason. That, I mean, like, moral reason. I mean, in whatever movies have a hero sneaking up on an unaware villain, yeah, I guess so. I mean, those those kind <laughs> of lines, context, yeah. those kind of lines don't always have the villain unaware. They're probably that's true. Yeah, but uh, that's it. That is interesting. Even though morally, be more than justified to shooting him in the back. Totally, they're coming but, to kill him. Well, and they also they did kill him already. Right. <clears throat> <so. laughs> Yeah, they're coming to kill him again. Also, those guns, I love the they're cannons. Awesome. It's just like a big fucking sniper rifle, but literally, it's like also they a literally rocket are. Launcher. They literally are sniper rifles just with some doodads on yeah, the top. They, yeah. yeah, they look like the Barrett 50 cals or something. I had a question. I didn't really understand what the state of that house that he visits is. Yeah. Because it's for sale, but then there's like, at first there's like the broken mug and I was like, oh, it's kind of weird that like there's like a house on the market that's got a broken mug. And then there's like a whole like wall of like burnt flowers yeah. and like destroyed books and stuff. I'm like, are they selling it? Is Someone's it abandoned? Someone's squatting there. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I couldn't quite grasp. If I had, to, if I had to guess, I'd be like, oh, it's Detroit and people have gone in there and fucked things up. But yeah. I, at the Detroit, time, at, at the time I was like, okay, so they're going to be, we're going to discover something about why this is like this. Like, oh, they... Criminals came for his family, too, to finish the job or sure. something. I don't know. Maybe it's just it was for sale, and then just the, the economy's so crap, like, no oh, one no can buy it. it. Oh, maybe. Because they have, like, that, like, automated real estate agent just, like, on loop in there. Yeah. yeah. It was just unexplained. And it was just... I think it's it's unexplained. It's just a contrivance or a convenience. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, we want it to be kind of creepy and, yeah, like, a, a tumbleweedy. Yeah. And, like, the burnt photo. What? Yeah. What? Why is the photo burnt? Because the same reason, I guess, is just they want it to feel like abandoned. Because of vagrants, (laughs) vagrants burn things. They're trying to keep warm. They lightly burn the photo, just a tiny bit. They're like, "This seems personal. I need a little heat. Yeah, just a little bit. That's enough." (laughs) Here's a hit pick. You know that guy who robs that convenience store and Robocop makes his debut, throws him through the glass and everything. Yeah, that dude when he's walking up to the register, he pulls a random item off the shelf to like pretend like he's paying for it. He pulls off a comic book of Iron Man. 
Oh, um, nice. That is so cool. I, like, I love that you know that, James. Uh, I know, Did I you know, know that in Lord of the Rings, Aragorn kicked the thing and he broke his foot? <laughs> I like that scene because I found the clerks were suitably terrified. Like sometimes when those they're being robbed and the actors are like, meh, you can just tell like whatever. It's all it's all staged. But I felt like they were really yeah. having a bad time. I don't know, though, because I feel like they should have had a gun. If this world is so messed up and everyone who has a gun in this movie has like an Uzi. Like if this yeah. guy who just wants to save has fair. this giant yeah. fully automatic weapon, like can they at least have a pistol or something? Yeah, the police have pistols, but everyone else has like some friggin' Uzi. Also, is having your safe like right in the middle of the store, hidden by a couple beer cans, is that normal? We don't have a safe. Yeah, you do. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I watched you when you guys were out of stock. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know why, but I just love the criminal. Screaming, fuck me, fuck me, yeah, yeah. oh, fuck me. Like, that's Robocop. That was Robocop. awesome. I know, it's it was great. so realistic. Yeah. It was like, not a movie line. But it's funny because no one knows who Robocop is. This is his first action as Robocop. This guy's never seen it before. Drop it. <laughs> and he's just like, he doesn't He doesn't even know what it is, but he just knows it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but fuck me. <laughs> well, like, they got like lasers in space, right? Yeah. So he's yeah. just like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. This is Reagan's Omni latest group. Thing. No, <laughs> here's another cool thing. Uh, I, I just like how like he's on this journey to get a soul. He's this man trapped in this machine kind of thing, and he comes up to the limits of what he can do within yeah. this body. Like he wants to kill Clarence, but he can't. Right. He, he can't enact the his personal motivations of revenge. Right. He can't fulfill them because he's in this prison. Directive three, four. Uphold uphold the law. Uphold, you're right. That's for you, Clarence. You got me. Yeah. Fourth drink. Oh, that was so dope when Jake, when the CEO was like, yeah. "You're fired." Jones, I was you're like, fired. Oh, that's Thank why you. you're the boss. And he had like he like he had like a little like moment of recognition, yeah. <laughs> recognition with like Robocop. He's like, "Yep, go now. <laughs> Gets out of the way." Thank you. <laughs> this movie rules. Man. It's a great movie. movie. Six point five. Come on, give him it's a six point five because give it's it a like seven. Come on, no, come on. Because I gave Godfather two six point seven five. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I've right. said that. Same. I have. Set, I, said, I, I didn't know, know it was from this. I literally. Oh, really? I thought it was actually from an old show. Yeah, because yeah, it feels like it's a real show. Look, I enjoyed it, but I think just like uh, philosophically, I can't give a movie that doesn't titillate my brain a little bit more. Some like it titillates your brain. Your no, brain is titillated. No, I'm just like it's oh, shaken. the military industrial complex is bad. That's not really like a take. No, but it's about like corporate, like the corporations having power over the police allows them to write laws. Like and that's what he does. The fourth directive is like the is a corporation writing a law to protect themselves. Yeah, I guess so, but it doesn't like make me yeah. think. It doesn't make me think about anything. I'm just like it's saying, look at this, it's bad, and I'm like, yes, that's true. It's not like, hmm, what does that mean for our no, society? But I, and blah, but, blah, I, blah. No, but I think what it does is it shines a mirror up to our existence, our world, and we're like, wow, our world is really fucked. And yeah. like maybe in, like that's what I'm saying in 2022, it's like, yeah, this is just the state of things. Haha, right. Robocop, you did it. You showed us our world. But in like '87, it was like. Holy fuck! Shit's gonna get bad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I will say that like I'm I'm probably definitely missing the context of like you know existing in the '80s. This was one year before I was born. This came out, so uh, you know I'm missing that context of like oh this this is some sort of poignant social commentary. But like from what I understand about the '80s, you know I've seen a lot of '80 movie '80s movies. Like this was kind of like par for the course to to like criticize corporate America and like institutions in this way. So it was just kind of like. Like I'm not saying that it's devoid of that stuff. Obviously, I was like surprised to to see that kind of like it's starting right off at the beginning with the social commentary. It shows like Pretoria, South Africa, and like the it's like the the 
predominantly white government using it to like secure blah blah, blah and it's like <clears throat> talking about rebels in Mexico and stuff like it was obviously like it had one foot in this in this uh in this pond that I would have liked to see you know a bit more of where where we're saying things about the world but for the most part the things that are saying about the world are kind of like yeah duh corporate evil stuff bad I like that point that you made about how like if this corporation that because it's privatized law enforcement yeah this corporation that ru- corporation that owns the Robocop can the the police interface with the public and, and they carry out laws they obey the law so that is completely public not private yeah. but because of the private entity owns the Robocop they can write essentially this new law without having to go through any due process and this new laws yeah. don't shoot the uh, executives that's really interesting mm. I wonder if that exists in any way law. for like weapons that are made by Google or something like that. Oh, maybe. <laughs> this is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see as we get actually uh, like weaponized. Well, probably, I bet like on some level, some kind of surveillance tech that exists in some big tech company, I'm sure they write like some protection for themselves or some like maybe just like notifies them if they're being watched. Or, like, I don't know. This is all conspiracy that I have no proof yeah, for. Yeah. Like but, a Lockheed yeah. Martin drone. It's like if anyone yeah. ever programs in the GPS coordinates of our office, we all know. <laughs> it won't work. <laughs> totally. Riley, stop laughing. Your brain is not titillated. <laughs> this is for me and David. I think it's really funny what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Wait, I'd buy that do- for a dollar. Are we doing now playing or no? I didn't have a plan to do now playing, but I wanted to do fan service. Oh. Ooh. So from last <laughs> time, we were wondering, uh, we wondered out loud and we asked you guys, was the dude... In Attack of the Clones, he was like, you want to buy some death, death sticks? Oh, yeah. Was that the same actor as played Mouse in The Matrix? Because he looked like it. And it is. Yeah. Oh. And his name is Matt Doran. And it gets better. That character in Attack of the Clones, if you go to the IMDb, that character's name is Elon Sleazebagano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. George Lucas, just stop trying. Elon Sleazebagano de, de Bergerac. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, it. that's great. That's yeah, I saw so that good. comment actually. I was like, "Oh, I was right." <laughs> my my facial recognition uh, software is up to date. Yeah, very well. You guys all gave that movie too high. Oh, so <laughs> you, you want to get you, your two so cents? You in? did want to talk about Star I Wars? I don't want to. What would you give it? One, One or two. Yeah, that's fine. It gets points for those floating Honestly, hairs. I feel like I should clarify it's... because people were like, "Oh, you're not a real Star Wars guy." I don't know. People got mad at me for giving it a. I gave it a six, but then I downgraded to a five point five. But it's because I, it's like a meme score. If I was yeah. giving an objective like film score, yeah, it'd be like a two or something. But like, I I enjoyed it. It's fun Star Wars. It's stupid. And there's some good stupid shit. Yeah. Hello there. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's the third that's one. That's Revenge of the Sith. Yes. There's a lot of moments that are at the third one. Actually, I, I was like, when's he going to ride that lizard? Well, I guess <laughs> nah, that's yeah, not yeah. in this one. <laughs> I can't wait to do Revenge of the Sith. I actually like Revenge of the Sith. Ah, we can do it. Sure. But also, people like Mark too, though. That's true. I guess I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can tweet at us at TGM pod. You can email us. Hello. at they're just movies.com. And next week, what are we doing? Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh my gosh. Here Got we go. Idris Elba. <sighs> Sexy kidnaps. Let's go. I should bring a child. I should bring my like not even three-year-old. Have a reason to I leave early. A, what if I brought a child? What if I brought a kid to a kid's movie? <laughs> I've never done that in my life. It'd be crazy. <laughs> Wait, really? Have you had a kid on no, the movies? No, you've brought a teen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> teens. Uh, See you later. Thanks for watching. <laughs> bye bye. bye.